0: Anthony Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. Make sure you're checking it out. He's the Tribal Chief, longtime Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter. The independent journalist, founder of Asylum Media Group, and father of Five Star, 2032 multisport prospect Gabriel Sane. You can follow him on X at Sane Asylum. I don't believe he's shadow banned like I am, but like Marcus Smart, he is down. He is not in the studio, but he's, he's still playing, though. He's playing hurt in this case. Sane, appreciate you joining us. So you got it, too, now? You got I've
1: yeah, been sick. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I got, bro. I ain't going to know by a doctor for no this little stuff I got going on. But uh, yeah, I've been sick since like I started feeling sick Sunday. Well, like uh, like
0: with John, I'm gonna pray for you, and hopefully it rises. It, you know, it it, it yeah, manifests immediate, immediately because he improved right after I prayed for him.
1: Man, I appreciate that, bro. Mine feel like it's on the way out, so it's all good.
0: Um, how you taking this Marcus Smart news?
1: Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. A lot of people are like. I I think some stuff people do is just kind of for show or just to fit in with everybody else. Like, I look at all of it as kind of a blessing in disguise, man. This whole season, it kind of gives you a real opportunity to make some real moves happen, you know what I mean? Um, Especially, like, with this final thing happening with Marcus Smart. Uh, The other night, we looked like a team that probably could could contend, win some games, you know, get close to their play-in situation, pass the Warriors, you know, move up into their possible 10th spot. But now with him being gone for six weeks, man, it really dampens a lot. Um, really makes you feel like you know this team is limited. Did you? That you I'm sorry, I, could, I can't. That, that, I, is, that doesn't make me feel bad though. You know what I mean? It's like I look at it as this opportunity where that value of that of your draft pick this year is going to go up. Whether that's a pick that you actually step up to the podium and take, or yep. something you use as an asset to trade for someone else, I think you can really get everybody back next year. Uh, plus, Marcus Smart on this team, and you can really make. Um, something happened, man. The reason why I said with Marcus Smart back, because, you know, last time I talked to you, I was the guy who was saying you may want to look in the trade in Marcus Smart. But I think a year where he kind of goes through what he's going through this year, it might change what he feels like his role could or should be for this team. He might be a player who's more um, willing to come off the bench next year than he would may have been this year. So, I don't, I don't really look at it as a bad thing. I know it's It's bad, of course, to have all these injuries for the season to go like this. But I really think it can really set something up really good for next year.
0: No, I'm with you. i that it could be a blessing in disguise. Real quick, I I, want to rewind because we haven't talked to you at least here since the job news, and something you said got me back to thinking, because weren't you tweeting about, you know, when we saw him in the sling, were you suspicious that something bigger was going to happen if it, if that that was the vibe I was getting right there before it was even announced. There, did did you fear something larger? And then uh, uh, again, was it as large as might he might be gone for the season, or was that a sh- as much of a shock to you as it was to us?
1: Oh, in the moment, I wasn't. When I saw him that okay. first game with the thing, I wasn't tripping about it at okay. all. Uh, but the next day, when um when you started hearing, seeing the Michael Cole's and Drew Hills put out reports, but the Grizzlies weren't saying anything. That that's when he got suspended, right? And yeah. then I started looking into some of my particular sources or whatever, and I, you know, started hearing things that weren't favorable. So I was like, "Yeah, okay, I see where this is going now." So uh, yeah, that's that's super bad news, and that's not just from a basketball standpoint. John Moran, who you know did the things he needed to do uh, during his twenty-five game suspension to get back immediately after those twenty-five games, was playing great basketball. The team was back winning, and now he's got to deal with the uh, the physical. Issue of that shoulder injury, plus the mental part of it, man. You know, to be away from the game as long as he's been, and then to get back and then to have this setback, you know, for another, to have him out for the rest of this year. Um, you just that that whole part really sucks because he's he's battled back and now he's you know got to be out again.
2: Yeah, like I don't know, man. It it just feels like to me, it it just it illustrates the the fragility of the whole thing. Right. Yep. Like we can absolutely we can sit here and, and we'd be right. We have done it to, to sit here and sort of um you know, admire the ability to to assemble John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain all on the same team and all on mm-hmm. contracts where at least for the time being it works. But like if they still haven't played that many games together relative to you yeah. know, I mean Ja's only played in hundred and three games with Jaron. That's it. I just looked mm-hmm. it up on StatMuse, and I put I put Desmond Bain in there, but they only gave me the Jaron Jackson Jr. piece of it. But whatever, like let's just like those are the yeah. top two, right? Those are the guys that we said John Jaron, and and they've only played basically one and a quarter season together in their entire in their entire careers in Memphis because Jaw's been hurt or Jaron's been hurt or both, and it's just like that's why this it's so hard, you know, in the NBA to make assumptions because you can't yeah. you can't assume availability.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it could be over, you know, just like that. A lot of teams that you kind of crown to be this or that, things can happen, man, and it just doesn't happen. Uh, case in point, you know, going back a little bit, those old Portland Trail teams. You remember the hype those teams got when they had Brandon Roy, yep, uh, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Greg Oden. Like that, was, that would was look like it was about to be that team, and that team was winning on like a 60% win percentage when those three guys were playing together. But um, you know. It ended, you know. It ended like it never got to be anything, and that can happen to anybody, man. I'm not saying this was going to happen to the Grizzlies. I really feel, I really feel this year, like I said, sets up something that could be really good for next year. But we have to see, man. We just have to see how it all plays out.
2: I, I reworded the question. It spit out. It spit out 175 total. But still, I mean, for the amount of time that they've been together, that's still only, you no. know, two seasons you know yeah. and again i don't know i'd like to know with desmond Bain as well because you know that's part of the core but whatever the actual number Arrington's is it, got it. it feels less On it feels like more, far less than it than it should be so mm-hmm. taking all that into account um how do you maximize like whatever this season has become? well it's i mean it, it clearly is, is 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 lost now so how do you maximize a lost season and and cuz cuz like there is going to be that pressure from the fan base, right? Well, we got to make sure we capitalize on this dog ish, you know, because if, to make this all work, that we got to. How do you do that? Can you realistically do that?
1: You have to. You have to be really smart with the draft pick. Whether you step up and, and take that pick, or you trade it for a guy. If you trade it for a guy, it's got to be the right guy who could come in to be a piece that can really take this team to the next level. And if you take, the, if you make the draft pick, you got to nail it. He, he can't just be. It's got to be a guy that can really come in and, and, and create change. That can really be a missing piece. It can't just be you know, a guy that we're, you know, we're, we're grading on a curve. We've got to grade him on a hard scale, man. It's got to be somebody who can come in and make some significant changes here, uh, regardless of what the position is. And, and I think it all comes down to that, man. Uh, you're pretty much, you know, the guys that you got on the contract, you're pretty much stuck with them. They don't have much value going out. Unless you combine those guys with the trade asset, with the draft pick, something like that, so that's that's kind of modern stuff. But you know for sure that you're going to have your first round draft pick, and whether it's going to be, like I said, someone you trade for or someone that you pick, you got to be smart with that decision. Were we we were still
0: holding out hope too before the injury that Jock could maybe work his way onto the Olympic team, right? That we
1: yeah, we talked about yeah. Uh,
0: and as Jaron, we're we're banking on that, aren't we?
1: Uh, it'll be interesting, or no. to see, man. I don't. I'm. I'm at the point where, for Jaren's sake, yeah, I love to see him make the Olympic team. But for
0: but my for health, yeah, myself
1: yeah, me, I would like to see Jaren just get a summer that's built on not Jaren doing what he wants to do this summer. Not, and that's not just not Jaron. because he's getting. He's getting. You know, he's playing basketball. He's getting with trainers. He's doing a lot of things. But I wish there would be something where the Grizzlies got with him, and they kind of determined how what he did this summer, and what he worked on, who he worked out with and they had kind of like specialized training for him for specific things they want to see him add to his game. Uh, I really I really think that needs to happen with Jaron this year. Um, guys are pretty much out on their own doing what they want to do with whoever they want to do, and I really wish the Grizzlies would kind of put a hand on that and get Jaron with someone, whether it be a former player or uh, some type of specialized training. i love to see him get with, you know, a Kevin Garnett this summer or someone like that that could just really help him maximize his game on both ends.
2: Yeah, it's just like, it's and, and again, you didn't have like the the package to do it, but it's a little, it's a little, um, I don't know how you say it, but you know, it makes you a little jealous to see that the, the impact that OG has made, you know, in New York, because well, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: you know they were five and 0. I know they, they were, really,
2: you know, they, that tough spot last night on the road in Dallas, but like clearly he has made a huge difference oh, for yeah. them, and like yeah. that's everybody identified him as the piece for for the Grizz, and it's just like you didn't have the Emmanuel Quickly and the R J Barrett. And the you know, the chew was in that trade as well, you know. But that's the one.
1: If this thing keeps going the way it's going, uh way it looks like it could go, and that first round pick looks like he's got some value, you make him get the guy who you really wanted, Mikael Bridges. You know, that's the guy who they really who they were rumored to have wanted to move four or five first round picks for. Um that situation in Brooklyn looks a lot different this year than it looked last year when they were turning down trades for him. You know what I mean? Um if that if that first round pick... Is something that's projected to be, you know, top four or five, or maybe even six or seven. That may be something that you can use to uh, get him out of there. And I, I love OG. You guys know that. But I think Bridges is a uh, is a better player than him. So who knows, man? You might, you might get that blessing in the skies on well, that uh, oh, that whole way. You know,
2: I, it's tough because on the one hand, on the one hand, I think it's a little bit of bad luck in that. It's it, on paper. it's the most uncertain draft we've seen in a long time because I'm looking at the mock draft right now and it's uh, overseas, overseas Holland uh, um, then you have Colorado Baylor, overseas, overseas. So when you go through the top six, four of the top six are overseas products. So it's like are, are those the kinds of guys that the pe- that player you know that teams will trade up for? Um, I guess there, there's two sides of that coin, right? There's some intrigue, but there's also uncertainty. So I guess you know the the goal would be to get get, get, get as high because I would say this, saying, and I think you would agree. There's far more value in the Grizzlies dealing what even if it's even if it's the number one pick, even if it's <laughs> number one, I would trade it. I would trade the top pick, no doubt in my mind.
1: I, no, I'm not there at all. Yeah, uh, I, I ain't. Uh, I ain't. I, 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 I would I'm trade about, the number I'm one. On pick. I mean, who for who? For who? who are we talking
2: about
0: right.
1: who can, you Alex up. Sar? What? The, who the who hell is that? Cole. Who? A lot, um, a lot of the narrative is that this is a weak draft, right? So, but the thing is, it's only got to be good for one guy. Like you got to step up and find. There's going to be talent in this draft. There's not. There's not drafts where there's like. I mean, this isn't like an NBA 2K random players they're making up in the in a draft class. Like these are guys who are playing basketball, kicking ass somewhere in the country or, or in the world, you know what I mean? And there are scouts that are saying these guys are good players. Are, these, are there a bunch of like, franchise-changing guys in this draft? Probably not. But you can go out there and find a guy who can come out and help and can make your team, take your team to the next level. For example, Derek Lively was taken number 12 in the draft out of Dallas Mavericks. Is anybody going to say that that, was a, that that was a worthless pick? There was a guy who came in who's really helping that Dallas team. You know what I mean? If you can, if, if you can get a Derek Lively-level player on the Grizzlies, in the draft, but anybody look at that as the bad thing. Well, you know what I
2: mean? I mean, look, I, I don't know. Like, I would I would just put it to you like this. I'm watching Alex R highlights for the first time. And let, I'm, this is all under the guise of the Grizzlies having the number one pick, okay? Because that's right. where you'd have to go. Um, he, he, he's like Jaren. He's like, he's the same body type, same things, like, and you have Jaren. So, what, what would be more valuable to this core with the Grizzlies? Is it drafting another Jaron, another carbon copy of Jaron, who's maybe a little bit better than Jaron in four or five years? Or is it packaging that up, getting some real players who can contribute now and are going to be, you know, a, a project, okay? Because even when Banyama ain't about to win rookie of the year, so – I, I would rather with the – I got 24 and 25 and 26-year-olds now. These guys ain't pups no more. It's time to cash right, in. Let me,
1: let me just throw one oh, thing yeah, at I you. We're talking about the overall value of the pick. Though. Like, I, I, think you, I think you were saying that, that that pick one doesn't have as much value because of the draft. I, 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 I,
2: it. I think it has value in a different way. I think it has value yeah. in, in, a, in a trade. In terms of the Grizzlies specifically, I think it has more value to the Grizzlies in a trade than it does for them actually using it. Is what
1: I, I'm, I'm just kind of I'm at the point I said this on my show as well. I don't really have a hard stance on that because stuff, stuff changes, bro. That could be absolutely the value of these no. guys could change between how we see them, and how we you know. John ja Morant at this point, his draft. Nobody thought John ja Morant was going to be what he is now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I watched Anthony Edwards was like, "Who is this goof that somebody's going to go go?" Pre- no, you're right.
2: I mean the no, talent. Yeah, right. we, we, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I just I just kind of feel like. Uh, I just kind of feel like you know they need they need productive veteran players.
0: What if you're drafting Jaren's I'm totally replacement?
1: I'm I'm totally
0: in the camp of trade. You got him city. two more years, bro. It's over I'm there, also man. The I'm just saying, it ain't promised. No, yeah. your point on what you and could then get, you get back. Jaren, for, your then point you on Jaren. what you could get back I mean, that's for a number pl- one. That's a plan. That's a my, plan. My, but but your point on what you could get back for number one and how that could help you now. In terms of a veteran player or whatever else is a valid one. Yeah. But but to Sane's point, bro, we no, don't know. we don't know. There, it could we be don't know. by that time there could be a consensus that yes. somebody's separated and, and, and themselves and, and, and you have to take them. And I'll be honest. And they ain't getting one. That's the other thing well, about they, it. They, like, they, that ain't, they probably that ain't won't.
2: They probably won't. We we already used that but luck dude, of I getting mean, it's, two a few years it's, ago. It's it's uh it's gonna get bad. Uh and you know but but saying, I guess I would say like there's there's you know, there's more than one way to do this. I mean, you could draft SAR if you're that lucky and you could just say, Hey, this is we're going to trade Jaron, and he's going to be our new center. got yeah, only got him two more years, right? And guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a, and and you would get a haul for Jaron. So I mean, that's yeah,
1: you, you got to let it play out. Like I'm saying, you don't. Right. Same my opinion, you my opinion on what to do. I don't really right. have a chance on what to do because well, right now right. I feel like, right. hey, if Brooklyn calls and says, hey, let's talk Michael Bridges, we want you guys right. some more pick, right, and trade him out. But that might change in two weeks. You know what I mean? It just depends exactly. on how things look. Well, it
2: just—it just—we're here because the the, the gris season is just—it's—it's it's a foregone conclusion, unfortunately. Yeah, you know you what said. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I mean, it's not—you know—at this point, what are we watching for? We're watching the uh, Vince Williams. Hopefully, turns into you know what I'm saying. Uh, Bro, Wote
0: we'll called him ben, an outstanding ben, wing defender. Yeah,
2: outstanding. He yeah. used. Yeah, I mean, he, he, look—you're uh, just hoping he turns into. Who knows, I knows
0: how high the exact Exactly.
2: I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we we just need to have a Vince Williams cam, man. That's how we need to. They need to Valley Sports yeah. need to have a Vince Williams Junior like cam. Fun to me. That's the only way to watch Grizz games this season, man. You know,
0: S- saying I know you're, uh, I know you're a little under the weather, and it might have felt <laughs> like a, a fever dream. But what will be your favorite memory of Mikey Williams' time as a Memphis Tiger? Uh,
1: oh man, easily the uh, the pictures of him at a house out in the Orange Mouth.
0: <laughs> 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 John Kenny, yeah. that was uh, you, you damn near put him back in the sick bed. Oh, yeah. damn. I forgot about yeah. that yeah. with the uh Those pictures in w- w- Mouth. meter in the back. It really felt like he was close then. It really the, yeah, man. It felt like he
1: was a, I, I think he might have been yeah. the, the second most famous citizen next to
2: Anthony Elmore uh, ever to come out of Orange Mouth. Ah, ah, ah yeah. damn. Hey, are you going to this free Justin Timberlake concert? I have no clue what you're talking about. Dude, he's coming. He's doing a free concert at the Orpheum next. Uh, week. Uh and if yeah and uh it's totally free and um, the but if you've criticized him on social media they are gonna check your account that's why I'm shouting No I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh but you have to register on the Orpheum website. I think it's a random random lottery uh and then uh you get a chance to see if uh you get I think they announced
0: yeah, it's breaking news say. Yeah, JT
2: coming. For but the I mean free. in all seriousness he's doing a free concert in Memphis that is pretty dope.
0: He, he thinks we're lying. And yeah. and he has good reason
2: probably to think so.
1: That's what's up, man. That's something, that's something, you know, trying to bring some positivity and cheer to them. I can get with it. Now, I, I do need we get some
2: the, tickets and sell them, too, On, right? on, on so the On the subject, while we're that. on the I subject of JT, um, there's a song that's sort of making its way back into the pop culture of 2024, and that is Bring It All to Me featuring NSYNC. And it's there's a lyric in there where NSYNC sings, Do you like my baggy jeans and Tim's? and My Thug Appeal. Do you remember that song?
1: No, I have no clue what you're talking
2: about. Well, a lot of people are saying that's like, now that we're bringing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, why was a white band saying that? Why was a white band singing about Thug Appeal and Baggy Jeans and Timbs? But it just it just happened. It happened in
1: 1999, and we just... Yeah, and during this time, that's what, that's what the look was, man, Baggy Jeans. Big D, Tim, you know. But it wasn't for NSYNC, though, man.
0: They called themselves nah. thugs.
2: They <laughs> said, uh, yeah, they said, do you like, I don't know, my thug appeal? Did, yeah, I'm
0: not sure we let that get by.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you did. We snuck that one past we weren't you. weren't listening, fool. You're right. Well, it was a big one, actually. It was an international chart topper. It was the. No, I mean, black folks. That's how it's It was the it. it was the group, let, yeah. It was the group Black. That was the group featuring Sync, three uh, young black women. You don't, you yeah, don't I remember, no, remember that song. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember it. See, that's. I don't well, know how. Black no. was spelled
0: with a Q. Yes. Yes,
2: I, I do remember no, that I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how we slid this one past y'all. That's pretty good work by the whites, gotta say. Because the fact that neither of y'all remember the song is telling.
1: <laughs> Bro, saying already sick. At that time, man, you had like. You had like. <laughs> uh, you had like a, a, a renaissance of, of like white trans rifles without like the. Uh, haystacks and the Paul uh, Walls and the who else? I mean, I, don't, that I don't, think that I was a that was a, a haystack.
2: I, I mean, uh, saying it was number five on the Billboard. I mean, where were you that that like year?
1: Type of white white people saying that type of stuff was kind of. Yeah, you know, you know, Eminem that was out that time, man. There was a lot of like it was. Oh yeah. A lot of like poor white people that were like making. Come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't mm-hmm. think of some more. You know what, little white all them type mm-hmm. of doing? Mm-hmm. Doing that. there was a lot of like you know.
0: Bubba Sparks.
1: White people that were making Coach Park Bubba the- Sparks. Yeah, Bubba Sparks is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah,
2: man. Uh absolutely. Uh okay, I want to ask you a few more things uh before we get out of here saying. Yeah. Well, look, he said he's coming through it. I'm coming through it. He's coming through it. We'll yeah, get I'm through good, it together.
1: Man.
2: He's he's being responsible by not coming to the studio. This is a freaking biohazard here anyway. You don't want to come step into this. Um yeah. There's apparently a big weather event maybe coming or not coming. Uh, on Monday on Martin Luther King Junior Day here in Memphis into Monday. Um and apparently it's chaos out there. Why do we handle these things so poorly? Is it is it is it nature or nurture as to why we handle potential adverse effects like weather so poorly?
1: I don't know, man. It, it seems like um, you know it seems like they seems like we don't really prepare for much of nothing. Whether it's M L G and W or mm. People streets or whatever we do, man. But like, it's crazy because it's like, uh, it's like we we know this is coming, but you still know it's gonna be cold, life out, poles down. Like you know this, you know this coming for sure. So
0: man, I hope I, like, not, bro. I, I hope it doesn't ruin the the game on Monday. To be honest, what time you? is the game? Is it by oh, chance five could... o'clock or something like that? Isn't it a little earlier than usual? Well, Just, they usually did a... around five. I was I
2: was hoping that maybe one year they can move it up to like. One o'clock. That'd be great. You know what I'm saying? Saying like, let's get that thing like a real, true lunch matinee. Yeah,
1: Look. I used to like to do it like at three or something like that. I used no, to like let's, that. let's
2: make it one. Let's just do it at one right there. You know what I'm saying?
1: Noon. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just I'm just thankful, man, because in the two two and a half years I've been living where I live now, man, my lights have never cut off that one time, man. So I'm hoping I'll stay in that number,
0: man. Just... Man, my lights went off last night. That's a, that's how that's how it happens. To, for, two, like two, never two hours, for two hours. For two hours.
2: Anyway, yeah. yeah. Hey, Sane, appreciate you as always, All man. Get well, brother. Get healthy. Appreciate All you right. as always. Thank you, sir. All right. He is Anthony Sane. Joins us every single Friday here yep. on the show.
0: From uh, 3 a.m. to about 4.30 a.m., my my lights were gone. So mm-hmm. we had no, We had you know, my fan next to my bed wasn't going. Got mm-hmm. hot.
2: Hey, know. Connor, can you pull up that song I was just talking about?
0: You have it? I, I, you no, know, you yeah, you're not even listening to me because you're so focused on this white trash rapper song. I about heard about to, your power What outage. is this song that you're about to play?
2: It's called Bring It All To Me by Black. Why do you think we want to hear that mess? Well, you need to hear it because apparently you were asleep for the entire I remember, year. I
0: remember Black with the Q. But and, again, I do not remember this song or this. You when know, you hear it, you will be reminded uh,